In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the everyone, or afternoon, depending on what side of the pond you are, welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Live, no international, pardon me, on Net and Pararex, I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsing, with me, my co-host, all the way from the mighty UK, the Ghost Finder General himself, Mr. Richard Felix. Good evening, good afternoon, how are you? Out. Standing. Uh, Good. We, we even got some sun here. How uh, cool! I know. Ah, uh, listen, it's raining. It's ra- every week we have the same conversation. It's always raining here. Um, I need some sunshine. I, I need to get out to the United States quickly. Uh. Walking on sunshine. <laughs> yes, that's me. Yes. But anyways, uh, I mean, there's a lot of controversy going on in the uh, paranormal world. Lots of uh, talk. Lots of actions going. Uh, I don't know. Uh. Tell me about it. I mean, the thing is, Ron, that that um, the so- the sooner we we realise that there is something in it, <laughs> the, the better. You know, the sooner people realise that people do have abilities and people do have a gift, um, the sooner we'll stop knocking it and get on with actually trying to find out how we can use it, how we can harness it, and um, um, you know, for the better of, of mankind. But at the moment, we're we're so negative about mediums and and channeling and. Well, possessions I'm not, not into particularly. But you know, that's what I think. I really think that, I mean, this business last week that we talked about with, with Mark Webb and, and the, the mediums from, you know, this program, it stirred up an absolute hornet's nest. Um, my Facebook um, um, pages are pages and pages and pages and pages of it uh, with different views. I mean, the only good thing about it is that it, it, it gets people talking. It creates discussion and argument and debate and probably research as well. And speaking about different views, I believe you have a new book coming out which should be as oh. controversial as any of them. You wait. <laughs> you just wait. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's called What is a Ghost? Because You see, would you believe... Tell me if I'm wrong or if anybody out there knows it. Has anybody written a book before called What is a Ghost? Do you know of one? What's that? What called ghost? What is a Ghost? Actually trying, I mean, there's, of course, there's thousands of books over the years on ghosts, and there's so many people that have tried to, to, to explain what, what they are, and nobody can, including me. Um, but all I've done is come up with, with <laughs> my theories um, that everybody that talks to me and, uh, about it and has done for years have said, do you know, that 
you might just have something in it. There might, there might be a bit of truth in, in, in what you say, in your, in your ravings. Because um, I actually thought of putting that in the brackets, you know, Rot is a ghost, the ravings of Richard Felix, because there's going to be a lot of people disagree with me. But there's a possibility that some of it might, might be a fact. Um, and it is, very, it is going to be controversial. Um, it's going to upset a few people. Because um, I am, I am having a bit of a go at the church because uh, I believe they've created some of the ghosts that are around, uh, probably unwittingly, unknowingly. Um, I'm not, I'm not saying it's cool. Go ahead. So you think that you took a go at the church? Mm. You know, they burn witches in the United States. Hey, now listen. We see we all hang. Well, they hanged them over here. Uh, um, but yeah, you're right. Um, I am <laughs> slightly worried. Because I listen to this, I am actually sending a copy of the book to the Archbishop of Canterbury, um, the Archbishop of York, and the Vatican. So you know, I hope they. That way, you can get excommunicated in every church. And I will be. Um, I could be, but as so long as they don't actually come out and come and get me, <laughs> I should be all right. But I, I, have to, I have to report a technical difficulty. It looks like uh, looks like uh, we. Been locked out of Pararex, and uh, oh. we have a problem. We had a problem last week, didn't we? As well. I don't know. They keep changing the password. Oh, I see. <laughs> Perhaps they don't want us. <laughs> well, we want them, don't we? We I'm want them. The chat room over there, and uh, I just mentioned that, so I, I apologize for that. But I did have to. Oh, that's a shame. That's a shame. That is because we've got yeah, some. Somehow we can't log into stuff. the stream, but whatever. Never mind. Never mind, it could be paranormal. The beauty of it is, Ron, whenever you're doing a paranormal show, and we found this frequently on Most Haunted, that anything that went wrong, um, electrically, or with the walkie-talkies, or with the, 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 the mics, or the cameras, or anything, all the lights, all you've got to do is blame the paranormal. It, yeah. it, it, you know, it, that's it, and everything's absolutely fine. Uh, everybody accepts it. Well, so, well see, on this, on this side of the pond, most people just blame me. Well... You're one and the same, aren't you? You are, you are paranormal, aren't you? I suppose. <laughs> so, you know, at the end of the day, it, it, it was the ghost in the machine that did it. And so, um, that's it. That lets us out nicely, doesn't it? Yeah, it did. Anyways, uh, speaking of Salem, we actually have oh. someone from Salem here with us today. I know. Yeah. Nicole. Nicole Clark. Uh-huh. Are you there? Why don't we just bring her on? Why don't we just do that? Nicole, you there, young lady? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? I'm here. Can you hear me? Of course it is. Yes, I can hear you fine, Nicole. How are you? Okay, great. Fine. How are you, Richard? I'm uh, very well. Very well, thank you. Yes, we only, we only met for the first time on the phone about, um, oh, eight, nine days ago, something like that. That's right. That's right. For the very first time. And now look. Look where you are. Look what I've done to you already. <laughs> I'm already involved in this radio show. It's yeah, exciting. Yeah, it is very exciting. It's an exciting yeah. week. Yeah. Ron, how far away from Salem are you? Uh, walking distance. No. If I like walking two days. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's about 45 minutes drive? Uh, 45 an hour, somewhere or whatever. Oh, all right. Fair enough. Do you go very often? Salem? Hmm. Actually, we have a lot of uh, business dealings in Salem. Uh, Christian Day, who's... Uh, Runs the Festival of the Dead there. Uh, I know him well. We we do a lot of events with him. We've done some podcasts in there. Uh, yeah, we do a little bit of everything with Salem. And I mean, you can't not 
go to Salem if you're dealing with the paranormal, as far as I'm concerned. I couldn't agree more. That's couldn't true. agree more. So, Nicole, we need we need to know more about you. Absolutely. Um, like, well, you know... Are you a babe? That's the first thing I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the radio, everyone is. There you go. Mm. That's a good answer. Good answer. I'm not a babe. <laughs> well, I don't know. In somebody's eyes, I'm sure you are. <laughs> That's the wife. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. this is our first season, our first season with Life and Death Tours. We opened back in April or May. Um, but we've had experience in the Salem tourism industry and a lot, uh, the ghost tour, uh, ghost tours here in Salem for five or six years before this. But we wanted to open our own kind of ghost tour of Salem. And so we've put together one this year. We'll call the Ghost and Gore Tour, which is a little more graphic than some of the other tours in town. We do some, um, uh, true crime stories as well with lots of murders and unidentified bodies ghost stories that uh, may not have been told for over a hundred years since since they occurred. So mm. um, sort of a new take. We, we get a lot of repeat visitors to Salem and they've taken the other tours. They've heard the other stories, which are all fantastic. I mean, they're, they're a big part of America's history, not just Salem's, mm. but uh, we wanted to give them some, some extra, some of the history they haven't heard before. And we're getting a great response. That's fantastic. I mean, tell me, obviously, you see, you see we're, we're sort of talking the same language because for the last 16 years, that's been my profession, you know, ghost tours. Uh, this is how I got into all of this, uh, this business, right. paranormal game, um, by doing ghost tours around the city of Derby. Um, uh-huh. And, and um, we've created a similar, sounds very similar. We, we do ghosts and, and gore and murders and, you know, I try and keep it as, true as possible to the to the actual facts that happened. Um do you have do you have jumperooters? <laughs> what? Jumperooters as they call them in Scotland. People that jump out and scare We do not. We do not have yeah. anyone jumping out. In fact it's a very historically accurate tour. We yeah. did all the research ourselves based on original documents. We're lucky in Salem to have one of the best document libraries in the country here. So it was very convenient for us to do research into the history of Salem. So it's all very historically accurate, but only the juiciest stories we could find. Story <laughs> accidents, uh, crimes, murders, ghosts. It's, it's definitely the best ones we could find. Wow. In fact, we, we, have so many, we have so many stories that we could probably put together two or three ghost tours um, really? Just from yeah, there's just so many interesting things that have happened. Probably true of any city. Um, mm. If you take the time to go back and do the research, we just happen to have an interest in uh, ghost ghost tours here in town. So uh, a reason to go looking. Mm. Um, just a matter of interest. I mean, you you've said you're sort of new to it, and you mentioned other other tours and things. So how many how many ghost tours are there of Salem? I would say there there are like five. Really? Five or six ghost tours in Salem, it's true. Um, wow. Yeah, it's very competitive, which yeah, is another yeah. reason we had to have our own our own take on this, the history. Yeah, And, yeah. you know, like I said, we the the other tours are fantastic. The stories are, are part of America's history, but we wanted mm. to give, you know, a different side to it, a little darker side. Mm. Which people, you know, we all love it. You know, we all love the, the, the dark side, the, the, you know, the murders. Um, the blood and gore and, and the ghost stories that are attached attached with them, obviously. It's true. Um, 
Yeah, which again, similar. You see, in, in York, which was until I took over the most haunted city in Great Britain, <laughs> there were nine ghost tours a night <laughs> going around the, around the city of York. So you know uh, what it's like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the thing is that, that ghost tourism is, is a very big business. It is. There's no getting away from it. Many people travel, um, they plan their vacations around yes. ghost tours. And yeah. I have to admit, I'm one of them. I've gone to many uh, ghost tours in different cities around the country and, and in, in the UK as well. And um, it's a great, fun thing to do on vacation. Yeah. And a great is. way to learn the history of where you're yeah, visiting. That's right. That's you, the big you know, one. It's really interesting. I, I, you know, talk about how popular the paranormal is. Um, as I mentioned before, we do some events with the Festival of the Dead. The well, last one is called Spectral Evidence. It's a ghost hunting event. Mm. And last year, we actually had a couple who postponed their wedding to go to that. Wow. That's how popular the paranormal is. That's yeah. serious. Yeah. That's definitely amazing. I'm astonished. It is. It is. You're absolutely right. I mean, this morning I, I did a, um, a tour around. I had a TV company turn up at Derby Jail uh, this morning to do a thing called the Gadget Show, which they're quite interesting. They want to do all the, the paranormal gadgets and, and that sort of stuff uh, for this TV show. And I had a group of people turn up at the same time. And this lady, uh, they, they traveled all the way from Swansea in Wales, which, I don't know, by your standards is not a long way, but I reckon they must have come 250 miles uh, turned up today for him. She said to me, we're just traveling from one, on our holidays, we just go from one most haunted location to another, visiting the sites that have been on the TV on most yes. haunted. And it's just uh, absolutely, it, it's opened up a new, what's the word I'm looking at, a new spectrum, if you like, for, for, for haunted places, stately homes. Um, it is, it, it's all good for business. And so long as you're telling, when I say the truth, if you don't admit, it's so long as there is, historical background to the stories, then you, you, it's a twofold thing, isn't it? Because you're telling, you're actually getting the story over to people mm -hmm. in a way that no one's done before. That's right. Through and the ghosts, I suppose. It's a, a universal interest as well. I mean, it's a great way to learn the history, and, it, and people are so interested in the paranormal that it's, uh, you know, it's a way to make history appealing to everyone. It's great. It is. It is. Yeah, and I presume it's the same with you, Ron, isn't it? Because obviously you 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 do similar stuff, don't you? As I will find out in a fortnight. Well, I, I really don't do ghost tours. Although I, I have to admit, I, I we actually uh, did some really uh, similar to it for the yeah. first time. Uh, uh, we did haunted lighthouse tours uh, for mm. uh, the friends of Portsmouth Lighthouse, and and I mean, then, once again, this is amazing. We did this uh, on Sunday. It was a three-hour wait for this like twenty-minute tour. And I, I find that simply amazing. We had it, one day it rained. We people waited and it rained for an hour and a half to go in. So, good people Lord. love their paranormal. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, joking apart, I mean, obviously we're doing a lighthouse tour when I come over, aren't we? Right. Uh, which is I'm quite looking forward to. But I mean, it's the sort of thing that you would almost think, why should a lighthouse be haunted? Um, well, well anyway, why should why should why any should exactly why should anywhere not be haunted? That, but, that's but, more like the question. Yes, and, and as Longfellow said, all houses wherein men have lived and died are haunted houses. But, you know, you, you wouldn't think there's particular trauma that, that would have, I don't know, perhaps there is, perhaps people being sort of um, locked up together, and not locked up, but, you know, in a, in, a, in a small building for a period of time perhaps causes things to happen that wouldn't normally happen in an ordinary home or in an ordinary workplace. Perhaps. I keep saying that, perhaps. <laughs> but anyway, 
So, Nicole, uh, you are located at, I believe, the mall there in uh, Salem, which sounds a little That's weird, right. but it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's a kind of, you wouldn't expect it. We, we have our retail store in the Museum Place Mall right in downtown Salem. And in addition to our evening ghost tour, we have a retail store that focuses on macabre items. Uh, most of them are antique, one-of-a-kind items, a lot of um, Victorian morning items, uh, medical uh, vintage items as well. And then we have a gallery that also has a show every month. We will be planning in September to do a show of ghost photos contributed by paranormal groups all around the country as well. So um, a lot going on here in the Salem Museum Place Mall. Wow. So in other words, you, you've almost got a ghost shop. It's, it's very much, we, we try to say, uh, it, it's very death-related, um, not specifically ghosts, but we we like huh. to have a ghost photo show in here as often as we can because uh, so many people that visit Salem are are interested in ghosts and the paranormal. Um, and yes, we kind of, of focus on the more scientific side with our retail store, the scientific right. side of death, too. So it's good combination. So that's really quite, that's really, so a lot of the stuff you've got sort of antique stuff. Um, yeah. to, go on, give, us a, give me an idea of one or two of the things that you, you've, you've got for sale at the moment. We have a lot of um, funerary items, uh, a vintage embalming kit, mm. um, different prints, morning prints from yeah. the late 1800s, um, things along those lines. Uh, like I said, we have a, we have a book about um, the practice of embalming in the early 20th century, uh, mostly vintage items, medical prints. Um, yeah. things along those lines. Oh, I it's see. It's fun to look at. It's definitely fun yeah. to look at. Yeah. Have you got any human skulls for sale? <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, we have human bones, but we do not have skulls. Oh, uh, I want one. one. That's all. I want one. I want one. I need one. Ron. What do you mean you want one? I want a, hum- I want a second one. I want a human skull. Um, I had one. Um, I- I'm into, uh, amongst other things, uh, over here. I don't know whether you have them over there. Screaming skulls. Have you heard of them? No. Oh no, neither of you. No. Ah. You. Well, we have we have uh, uh, in England and and well, not just England, the Great Britain. We have houses that that have skulls in them, human skulls that are either walled up in the walls in a cupboard, uh, or or even sitting on a Bible. And and if they leave the house, if they're taken out of the house, they start to scream, or bad luck befalls the family. And there's at least at least nine, I would think, something like that, around Great Britain that are still around. You can see them in one or two of the houses. Uh, and they're there. They've been there for hundreds of years. And they're still in the house. And as I say, they're, they're known as screaming skulls. Um, and there's something, they reckon that there's energy still in them that, that you know, we never lose because of the brain. And I, I actually, I had one. Someone gave me a, a human skull about five years ago. Um with the top bit cut off for sort of medical, you know, and I lost it. Oh no! <laughs> I actually lost it when I went and did a demonstration somewhere. Oh. And, and I, yeah, I, I actually do a demonstration with, with a with a dowsing crystal. I don't know if you've ever tried it, folks, but um, if you actually put your hand on a human skull, the dowsing crystal starts to gyrate until you take your hand off it. Absolutely amazing. I should be doing it when I come over, Ron, but I need I need to find a skull to do it with. Actually, well, you know I, what, Richard? We actually have a skull in our private collection that we could probably use for your demonstration. Mm-hmm. That sounds fascinating. That does there sound fascinating. There you go. Well, 
don't try it at home. Don't wait till I come. <laughs> very good. Yeah, that sounds very interesting. Yeah, it is absolutely amazing. Ron, have you got one? Uh, no. Ow. Uh, but I do know, like, for instance, I know Christians, they have uh, two human skulls, which an adult skull, Robert, and a child skull, and they use those at the uh, the Dumb Supper, which is a uh, dinner where you connect with the dead, which, uh, past, which is very interesting. I always say. Yeah. Really? I'm not doing that, am I, when I'm over there? I don't think so. Oh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Unless you come in around Halloween. Oh, I see. Oh, no, well, I might, I might be back. You never know. Uh, you never know. Like, I a might bad, be back. like a bad penny, huh? Well, you never know. You might not ask me back, but, you know, I might just come back anyway. But, uh, yeah, so if anybody out there's got one, while I'm over there, I, I'd, I'd be more than pleased to purchase it from them because uh, uh, I've lost my head. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that about you. Yeah, too right, mate. Too right. So, Nicole, I need to, I, I'm very fascinated, A, about coming over, because I'm coming in to do an event or two okay. with you while I'm there. Um, I, I obviously, I, I want to know more about about Salem and, and about the witch trial. I mean, you know, your, your tour, I mean, ha, does it take in parts of, of the places that were, you know, featured in the in the witch trials? Yes, we cover everything from stories from the witch trials themselves, the site of the, the jail where the accused were held during the witch trials. Yeah. Uh, we talk about the guilt in New England after mm. the witch trials and how, um, how, how that affected the, the practice of um, executions and things along those lines. And then we talk about um, murders and ghost stories all the way up to the 20th century in Salem. So we cover really? Salem's entire history um, in an hour and a half. Oh, really? the, juiciest, the juiciest bits, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, there really was, you know, there was an awful lot of sort of, um, what's the word, um, people were most upset by what happened. Of course they were. But, I mean, the people that even caused it, the, you know, there, were, there was really were people were, you know, it, it didn't do people a lot of good what happened over there. Was it 19 people hanged and one pressed to death? That's correct. And, you know, in the years after the witch trials, there was something like 77 years after the witch trials where there were no executions between Boston and New Hampshire. And that was accredited oh. to the guilt that they felt because of the, the witch trial, uh, the hangings during the witch trials. So for 77 years in that entire region, no there were no executions. Um, and they've, they've called that the New England guilt. So just a huge, huge effect, side effect yeah. from those trials. That's unbelievable. Really yeah. is unbelievable. Uh, tell me, um, I mean, we, we obviously know why it happened. Obviously, it was the, the Puritan um, sort of influence um, over there. Um, and the people that were sort of um, uh, originally had their finger pointed at them didn't go to church, or, or, or one of them... No, that's of, not necessarily true. Is it not? Because I thought it was Tituba, of course, was... was no, uh, it was just a thing, but that's... I mean, there were people that were churchgoers that were persecuted. Oh, yeah, there but wasn't were. the first three that weren't, there, there, apparently? There was, there was definitely a wide range. There were certainly um, Puritans of the highest order were accused of witchcraft. Uh, and then there were also people like Bridget Bishop, who was the first woman hanged in 1692. Who was she the publican? Which, she was the one. She, well, she had a, an illegal tavern in her house. Oh, right, uh, yes. She was considered pretty outrageous for her time. She wore flashy colors, which, you know, people frowned upon at the time. And 
I guess a couple of her husbands had mysteriously died. So it wasn't a huge surprise that they considered her a witch. She'd certainly been accused of it before. Um, but, but most of them were, um, you know, regular church-going Puritans mm. of the day. Yeah. Was she, was she hanged? She was. She was the first one hanged. Oh, I see. Right, right. Um, and, and you see, I've got this, I've got this theory <laughs> about witch, witchcraft, and, and I, I think that it's usually people that are against the, um, the church that happens to be in power at the time. Um, uh, in England, um, basically most of, most of the witches, the witch trials in the first place, uh, in the sort of 14th century, was the fact that people were clinging on to the old pagan religion. Right. And so the church, the church, the Church of England, the Roman Church, as we called it, Catholicism, actually pointed the fickle finger of fate at anybody that wouldn't come over to the to, to their church and branded them as a witch. Um, and basically, it was a good way of getting rid of them. The same thing happened in in the 1640s with, uh, during the English Civil War. But by this time, of course, everyone was Protestant, Puritan. And the people in the villages were still clinging to the old faith again, which, of course, just happened to be Catholicism that time. So it was an easy way of getting rid of any of the Catholics that were still around, which happened. And I wondered whether it was a slightly similar situation in, in Salem. No. Oh, I'm sure no? it was. I, I'm sure it was. I'm sure there was a lot of that involved. And there also, you know, there was a lot of property issues as well. Mm. That's um, more like it. Yeah, if you accused yeah. your neighbor of being a witch, you would then get, get their land. That's right. So, yeah. you know, we'd, ne- we'd never fall for something like that now, but uh, <laughs> at the time, it was a pretty easy way to get your neighbor's land, I have a feeling. Yeah, so, and oh. it was exactly the same over here. No, uh, no actually, though, uh, a, a good portion of that would go to the sheriff, uh, which right. is why uh, Giles Corey never owned up. Uh, they crushed him to death, and, and he is the one that actually put the curse on the sheriffs of Essex County, which, That's by right. the way, has... Uh, you know, going through the years, where every sheriff from Essex County has some type of uh, blood disease or heart problems. That's right. No. Right, until, right up until the 20th century, every single sheriff of Salem was either died or retired due to heart or blood-related disease after being cursed by Giles Corey. So, you know, 400 years of sheriffs. The, the people, people on the on the tours always ask, "Well, why would anyone want that job?" Yeah, uh, did, just someone take it. Yeah. Well, you know, they've actually changed uh, changed it so there's no official sheriff of Salem anymore. I don't know if that's because um, they – I doubt it's because of the curse. I think they just changed sort of the hierarchy of our police department. But that was only in recent years. There's uh, been sheriffs up until about the last 10 years or so. Well, and, and honestly, nearly everyone in 400 years has, has had some problem and, and caused them to die. That's fantastic. Every yeah, every single uh, sheriff. Now, listen, I, I, I noticed a, a few moments ago when I actually mentioned this business about cause, uh, Catholicism over, over there, and, and there was a, an absolute definite no from Ron, uh, but um, I, I didn't get the same from you, Nicole. Um, do you think there's something in it that some of the people that were you know, accused of being witches were actually sort of latent Catholics? No. I, I don't think so. I think that Salem was fairly... Puritan at the time. I, I don't exactly. think there was, there was, uh, I, I don't, I, I wish I had a better answer, but um, I haven't heard that theory at all. No. It's interesting, but I don't know that it applies to Salem. Yeah, because it, it's so much so in England, and, and you know, it, it's 
seems yeah i agree wholeheartedly with you know anybody you want to get rid of um it's so easy to do it you know just tell it say they're a witch uh, you can get their property their land um you know a bit like the neighbors from hell you know if you didn't like the old lady or something like that then yeah. all you needed to do was accuse her of a witch but uh -huh. as i say very much so in england it, it was it was very much uh, driven by religion um and but of course obviously i would have thought most people that came over to new england in the in the 1600s were puritans that had been driven out from england anyway that's right actually guys you're gonna have to take a break Can you okay we'll be right back up the following messages talk to you in a bit for cowboys and indians i'm eric sullivan sports anchor at cbs 19 i love the dallas cowboys i wore roger starbucks jersey four consecutive pitcher days when i was in elementary school cowboys and indians 11 to noon central tuesdays on Toggy. i'm eric williams third generation nfl player super bowl winner from the washington redskins i've been in the trenches i know what i'm talking about especially when i'm going to get some spiked hair cowboy groupie cowboys and indians get the lowdown yeah you want to be in the thick of it I, you know that's what you no, want i know how hard it is like, okay no, well I don't give me this what have you done lately but the, every nfl team hasn't done anything okay, lately. but they have the most talented team in the nfl get the smackdown you are absolutely nuts are you kidding me you've been hitting the head too many times in those trenches my friend cowboys and indians 11 to noon central tuesdays on Toginet radio with a cutting edge The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal. The Parrax family. They're strange. Deranged. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous. As we give awards to the Parrax family. back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Richard Felix and Ron Kolick on TojiNet and sometimes Pararex. I don't know we're not today. But anyway, what can I tell you? Can't win them all, mate. You can't win them all. Our guest is uh, Nicole, the lovely Nicole from uh, Life and Death. Hello. Who's a babe? <laughs> they, uh, actually, do you have a website so that we can put that up before we lose it? We do. Our website is lifeanddeathtours.com. Okay. And what can they find on the website? You can find information. Well, you can find information right now about our event coming up with Richard on the 19th. And we also have information about our tour. There's a link to our retail site on there as well. But um, most of that uh, is, most of the website is for the tour for Richard's event. And you can get tickets on there for, for all of the tours. Excellent. Mm, I'm looking forward to this. I really am. It's going to be uh... You know, chance of a lifetime for me, really. Nicole, I have another question for you. I need to know what what part Cotton Mother played in all of this. Uh, you know, I wish that I knew. I, I honestly do not have have an answer for that. Really? Yeah, I don't I mean, know he, the role that he played. Oh, right. Because, I mean, he, you see, I've got a big interest in this guy because his, his grandfather came from Derby. Oh, <laughs> interesting. And, and apparently he was a Puritan and had something to do with, you know, with the witch trials, but uh, I can't find much about him. I'm sure there must be somebody out there that can 
that'll probably know something and be able to help me when I come yeah, over. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm without a doubt. Because it's going well, to be a fact-finding mission as much as anything yeah. else, you see. Well, good. So we'll see what happens. Um, Ron. Yes. Um, I am Lowell, here. Lowell, Massachusetts. Um, is I'm coming to, aren't I, while I'm there? You are. You are going I'm... to the lovely word. That, well, I don't say it's lovely. I, I have to oh, right. There's a pub, isn't it? Let me pull that back. They sell beer? Uh, they sell all uh, spirits. Yeah, yes, behind the bar, I'm sure. So uh, no, I'm. Uh, that's going to be well, quite something. Well, is it is it a dinner or 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 am I doing a talk there or? It, well, actually, it is a uh, buffet, and Ooh. also I will be talking about the local ghosts and uh, our mini investigation of the Worthen, and you will be doing your Richard Felix thing. Oh, well, that's very good. That's going to be fantastic. And and does Edgar Allan Poe actually haunt the place? Ah, uh, you'll have to uh, go and find out. Oh, all right, yeah, but don't forget, I don't see dead people, so I might not know. Well, you don't see <laughs> dead people now, but it doesn't mean you won't. <laughs> I suppose you're right. I suppose you're right. But we shall see. We shall see. <laughs> Anyways, um, the other thing is, now, whatever made you go into, you know, doing a life and death museum and ghost tours, I mean, it's, it's not something that the normal person gets involved in. Uh, unless, you know, you're like, unless you're like Richard and myself. <laughs> well, I, I, I've had a lifelong interest, I have to say. I w was in Boston for many years, but I would visit Salem a few times a year because I loved the city, and I would take the ghost tours here. And I moved to Salem about six years ago, immediately started working for some of the other ghost tours um, just because it's, it's such a great time. Mm -hmm. The stories are so great. I like to be the center of attention, so that helps too. And <laughs> it... Uh, uh, you have a built-in audience every day, but the, it, I, so I did some work with the other tours, and then just decided to open my my own in the last year. So my business partner and I put the life and death tours together, and put the shop together, which is also something I'd always been interested in. These macabre, one-of-a-kind mm -hmm. items, and so it's you know a lifelong dream that we are working hard on right now, and getting a lot of good feedback. That's great, fantastic, yeah, it's really fun. It's a great time. Yeah, just, again, another question for you. You can see I'm, I'm fascinated by the whole thing that you do and, and this Salem thing. How many buildings are original that were connected with the witch trials? In the city of Salem, there's one building still standing that is connected to the witch trials. Right. Um, there's, it's, it's called the Witch House. It's the house of uh, one of the officials during the witch trials. It's owned by the city. It's, a, it's open during the day for tours. Um, but it's the only building standing that was part of the witch trials. We have a few other buildings that date from that same period of time, but they yeah. weren't connected to the trials in any way. Um, yeah. So most of the ghost tours go to the sites. Uh, the witch trial-related stories go to the sites of the stories, but the buildings are no longer there. Really? But then again, we all know only too well that it's not necessarily not necessarily the building; it's what was there before. Absolutely. Now, uh, one of the uh, the young ladies that were hung, hung as a witch was uh, Bridget. Yeah. And she is reportedly haunting several places in uh, Salem. That's oh, really? In fact, one of the places she is reportedly haunting is the Lyceum Restaurant. Very well. Uh, documented uh, ghost sightings there that they believe to be Bridget Bishop's um, because her house 
and her home and orchard were built on the site of the Lyceum restaurant. And I've even seen photos of that apparition, um, and they're quite chilling. They really are from that from that building. Really? Yes. Wow. Actually, we did an event there, and Maureen uh, looks like she channeled her. So, I mean, that was wow. pretty weird. I mean, that, that was uh, one of the first. Uh, we, we do an event, that, once again, called the Fest. And during the Festival of the Dead called Spectral Evidence. Do you know what Spectral Evidence is, Richard? I, I, no, I really don't. Tell me more, please. Spectral Evidence was actually the evidence that uh, convicted the witches of Salem. Uh, oh, you're joking. No, it was non-scientific evidence. You know, I, she came to me in dreams. She did this to me. Uh, you know, wow. she saw a vision of it. And it wasn't until the governor's wife was actually accused that they put an end to the use of Spectral Evidence and when they did that, the witch trial stopped. It stopped. Oh, I see. No, I didn't realize that. Yeah. What was that, Nicole? I'm sorry, we cut I you said, off. I said, what a coincidence. That the, ending was, the ending came so soon after that accusation. Actually. Well, it yeah. shows you shouldn't pick on the governor's wife, I guess. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so true. Did, just to my friends, because you mentioned it almost at the beginning, Ron, about burning witches. Um, I mean... No, we did. I, I, no, neither did we. No. You, you actually, it, it was the same thing then, it was um, it was a hanging offence. Yeah, it was like a French thing, right, the burn witches? Yeah, and the Scots do as well, you know. Do they, really? Yeah. Well, aren't, yeah they, but... aren't they related? They both wore skirts? Yeah, well, they were very related. It was called the Old Alliance, of course, between France and, and Scotland, and, and so did the Germans, of course. But, I mean, basically, the, the difference is that you can burn a witch if you can prove that she's a heretic as well. Really? Did you know that? I would. You would, yeah, yeah. So that's basically where it, you know, heresy heresy is is um, is punishable by by burning to death. Uh, but after a, a, a law brought in by Queen Elizabeth the uh, first, which made it sort of a criminal offence to be a witch, that meant that the witches over here were then and over there, of course, as well, were hanged instead of of of, of burnings. But you know, ch put the two together and prove that the witch is a heretic. And she's really got problems because they can be burnt at the stake, even in England and America. Wow. Well, not after 17-something or other. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, the last witch was actually pressed to death, which was uh, Giles Corey, and uh, they put slowly put stone after stone upon him, and uh, but he still wouldn't confess, so... Yeah, That's he right. held you out know. to the very end. He never, he yeah. never confessed uh, at all. The, the 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 famous words of more weight were his line uh, as they piled more and more weight. And he was a man in his eighties, and he was uh, no. pressed for di for two days, two days out in a field with uh, people standing around watching. The sheriff coming out to ask him every so often how he was, how he plead, and he would still he would say nothing. He wouldn't plead guilty or innocent for two days. I just you know. 82 years old or something like that, and under those conditions to last that that's, long is that's, amazing. That's not, not fair. And, of course, you, you know that the saying, I won't press you for an answer, actually comes from that, from that really? time. Really? There you go. Yes. Interesting. Did you not know that? Of course you did. Of course you did. Yeah. But basically, as you probably know, I'm probably preaching to the converted here, that the idea was that uh, in the olden days that the, you weren't allowed the right to silence, as you are now. You had to plead guilty or not guilty. Right. Uh, but if you didn't plead, uh, then basically your land and your money was not forfeit. If you kept mute, as they called it, 
uh, quiet and didn't plead guilty or not guilty, then your, your lands didn't go to the Crown. It still went to your family. Hence the fact some people wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't plead guilty or not guilty. And so the sentence of, of uh, pressing to death was brought in. Um, not a very good way of dying, I can assure you, but uh, is, is, poor there, is there a good way of dying? I don't know. I really don't. I think I think 95 years of age in a nursing home with your family around you is not bad. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't want or at to... home. <laughs> at home, Ron, with your family around you at 93 years of age. You know, at 93 years, my mom is 96. No, 96. Oh, my gosh. Well, 100 and... Hang on, man. 113, which we just, last week, I think it was, uh, the, the last survivor, or the second to the last surviving guy from the First World War died over here. Harry Pat, and he was 90, 103, 13 years of age. The wow. oldest, man in the, oldest man in the world. How about that? Amazing. And then would you Amazing. believe the next one, who was 100, I think he was 107, he died a week later. Huh. The, la the last two from the, really, almost from the, from the First World War. You know, maybe it was probably the guy who was the third oldest bumped him off so he could be the oldest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose it's, but you've got a very strange sense of humor, haven't you? <laughs> hey, it happened. Yeah, it's great. You never know, do you? I, you never I still believe it was the sham wild guy that killed Billy, the the guy from Roxy Queen. Oh, that's that's an American thing. You wouldn't know that. Well, sorry, no, t tell me more. What was that again? Billy the... I missed you. Billy the... You mean Billy the Kid? No, Billy the OxyClean guy. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes, I don't know about that. I know about Billy the Kid and, and Wyatt Earp. Uh, no, 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 no. We, no. we actually have two. Uh, we have the information. Info, what do they call it? Info, I can't infomercials. Right, Thank infomercials. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you so much. <laughs> and, and the two big uh, names in it was Billy, I, I forget his last name. Mm. Oh, Nicole? Um. Dude, I don't remember it. Uh, I'd know it if I heard it. I know. Same with me. Yeah. But any, anyways, he died suddenly. And uh, his competitor, the Sean Wow guy, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of betting on him. <laughs> Why not? That's only my point of view. Got you. Got you. So, Nicole, when I come over to Salem, um, I, I'm doing a talk. Is that right? Ho hopefully, is it going to be in the town hall or? We're, we unfortunately the town hall was already booked for the nineteenth, so we're looking oh. at. I know we just found that out this morning. We're looking oh, at some similar similar venues right now, where there's a couple of great old buildings in Salem. So we'll have one of them, and we're looking that's forward great. to having you. Not only give as a long as they're home, so that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. And then we're hoping that you'll join us for one of our tours as well, which would be great I'd fun. Love to. Good. I'd good. absolutely yeah. love to. Yeah, because I've never been on a ghost walk. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> 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 Only my own. <laughs> That'll be fun. So that's yes, that's two weeks from tomorrow, April, uh, April, August nineteenth. Yeah. So August nineteenth. Can't and wait. Have, really looking forward to it. Really yeah, gonna be great. Too. We're really excited for you to come over, and we have all the information again on our website, which is lifeanddeathtours dot com. So which, people which can we'll still be connected at ours as soon as I can get my uh, uh, taskmaster, whatever she is, uh, webmaster to do it. <laughs> great. Oh, fantastic. Although sometimes she is a taskmaster. <laughs> Are you coming on it, Ron? On what? On on the tour with on me. On the tour? Yeah. You, you know what? Trust me, most people don't invite me to things because I, you know, I got kind of. Uh, I'm not. I was never very, very a good boy in school, if you can believe it. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. 
Well, no, I think I think we could carry. But then again, perhaps you could do with a night off because we've got quite a busy time while I'm over there, haven't we? <laughs> He's thinking better now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not trying to get out of it. No, far from it. No, no, I'd like you to, I'd like you to be there. I would, but uh, no, I'm really looking forward. To it. It's going to be great. It really is. Anyways, um, we want to thank you so much for coming on, Nicole. Anything you want to add? No, we're really looking forward to it too. And thanks so much for having us uh, having us on the show. And we're excited Pleasure. about the 19th. It's going to be a great time. So we look forward to seeing you then. I look forward to seeing you. Thanks ever so much. It's been great. And Nicole, hopefully I'm going to meet you uh, prior to the, this thing because uh, yeah, I would like do. to talk to you. So, great, yeah, uh, please come on down. Excellent. Start right. walking, Ron. You have a good night now. You too. And Bye. Don't forget, don't forget the skull, will you, when I get over there? Oh, no. Yeah, we won't forget the skull. We'll bring it. Get it, That'll be get great. it out of the box. And once again, that was um, Nicole from uh, Life and Death Tours. And uh, her website is uh, lifeanddeadtours.com, I believe. I think that was right. Well done, you. What a memory this man's got. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That was good. Anyways, Richard, I mean, you have some more breaking news for us. Yeah, I have. I have indeed. Um, Basically, as we talked about last week, um, this program called um, Living with the Dead, um, which basically, I don't don't think you've you've not got it over there yet, have you? No, we don't. No, no. Did you have haunted homes? No, we, we don't. Oh, basically, what happens... What else don't we have? I know you have done all sorts of things, but you will be having, don't worry. What, what it is, it, I mean, I, I'm sure you've probably got similar programs o- over in the States. Uh, rather than going to a stately home or, or, or a castle or a haunted location like that, um, they actually go on location into a private house. Um, which has usually, obviously, got some form of problem, ghost problem, hauntings, uh, call it what you will. Uh, and, of course, some of the families that, uh, that have actually asked them to go are, are concerned about what's, what's in the house. They want something done about it. Clearances, exorcisms, call it, call it what you will. Um, and so the, the team um, of a paranormal investigator and two mediums go along to the house with a, with a film crew, yes. uh, and and do <clears throat> do what investigate. I suppose is the answer. Um, now you've got to remember one thing, as I said last week. Um, we're talking of a TV show. We're talking of an entertainment program <clears throat> that obviously is only on for an hour, and they only have something like twenty four hours to um, to do the investigation which is the same as we do on, on, on Most Haunted and they do on most of the other ghost programs, which, to be honest with you, isn't really enough time, normally, I, I wouldn't have thought, to do an in-depth investigation. Uh, and so this guy called Mark Webb, who's a paranormal investigator, uh, found this email, and apparently the mediums were copied in on the email, which yeah. means that they had prior knowledge. They knew all about the haunting before they arrived, they knew all about the location, the history of the area, what was there, who was there before, what was on the site, and so on and so on and so on. And it's caused a big stir because obviously everyone's saying, well, the medium shouldn't know this uh, because they're, they're on tri- not on trial, but as I think I've said before, every ghost program up to now should be called Let's Test the Medium because that's all it's about. 
what the medium says, whether I can prove it's true, whether the parapsychologist has got another answer rather than it being a ghost, blah de blah and so on and so on and so on. Which is true, I suppose. Anyway, I have this uh, couple in Derby, uh, Chris and Eleanor Thompson, who are my paranormal team. They're both they're both um, mediums, um, and they they do m- most of my events for me. And they are second to none. They are very different to any other paranormal investigators that I've ever met in my life. They make their own equipment. Um, they they are unbelievable. They are so good, you wouldn't believe it. And they've just put up on their website, uh, and they're, they're known as Derwent Paranormal, D-E-R-W-E-N-T, Derwent Paranormal, and you can look it up on, on online yourself. They've put up a very different explanation. And basically what they're saying is that if, if you're going in to investigate a, a property, a house, to do some good for these people, um, you need prior knowledge before you go in. In other words, if we, you know when you go to the doctor, <clears throat> you don't sort of say, come on, man, tell me what's wrong. I'm not telling you. You've got to find out for yourself. We actually, the first thing he says to you is, or oh, when you're on the phone before you arrive, <laughs> well, what's the matter? Well, I've got this, uh, I've got this pain in my neck, um, and it's getting worse, and it's this, that, and the other, and I've had it three days, and blah, 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 and I've been lying funny for the last two days because I lose my pillow, and so on and so on. In other words, what they're saying, and I, I do take on board what they're saying, these people needed prior knowledge before they went into this house or these houses because they're trying to help. They're, they're, they're not on test. It's not a test to see whether they can find out this, that, and the other. They're actually going in to help the family who've got a haunted bedroom, and it's frightening the kids. So why shouldn't they know about it before they arrive? What do you think? I don't know. I don't particularly agree with it. What in what, in what them knowing beforehand? Right. Mm, I, I, if you're a psychic, you really shouldn't have to know him. Why should you have to know him? No, but does it matter if you know? Because if you do know beforehand, then you go for you know forearmed beforehand to know what you're going to tackle when you get there. Because the idea is to go in and clear it. And the more information you've got, the better. To be honest, you know, as I say, it's a bit like going to the doctor and saying, I'm not telling you what's wrong. You've got to find out for yourself. <laughs> so I, I take on board very much what, they've, what they're saying. And as I say, Derwent Paranormal is, is there. I, I have to tell you, I must be honest with you, I don't actually know their website uh, address. Because um, as you probably know, Ron, I am of another world. An earlier one. <laughs> yeah. But if you if you put in Derwent Paranormal, if you Google Derwent Paranormal, uh, you'll get it on and you'll be able to see what they've said. And for me, it's it, in other words, you've got to have, there's two sides to every story. We've got to have pluses. We've got to have minuses. And they are, I think, very bravely putting another side to it. Um, in other words, because they, you know, they, they do, um, they go around doing clearances as such in people's houses and and as Eleanor said to me um, the other night when we were doing an investigation um, there is no point whatsoever in in using um, a Catholic service in the house if the ghost was a Protestant of course there is or or an agnostic or doesn't believe in ghosts Uh, sorry doesn't believe in the church at all doesn't matter 
I think it does. Oh, oh, come on. There's no point in getting a bell, book, and candle and saying, be gone, evil demon, and throwing the, the holy water at someone who says, ah, oh, go away. What a load of rubbish. I don't believe in any of this. It doesn't matter whether they believe it or not. It's whether you believe it or not. That's the point, Richard. You're getting it wrong. No, no, no. The goat. Why well, the ghost's got an, appoint, an opinion as well, hasn't it? That's no, the one no, that's chosen to stay. Absolutely not. I don't agree with you. I they, don't agree with you. <laughs> they're an intelligence, and they've chosen to stay for a reason, and just become some because some silly person comes along and slams a Bible shut, rings a bell, and blows a candle out, and says, "Be gone." Well, why should I? I don't want to go. I like it here. This is my house. Yeah, but sometimes they don't. <laughs> well, not sometimes they just don't have an opportunity to. They they have no choice. Well, I don't. I, I don't. I, I believe it's absolutely intent is the important thing, and and not whether the ghost believes it or not. Who really gives a rat's ass what the ghost? <laughs> no, I think they do. I think you're so wrong. I think the ghost the ghost has an opinion. Uh, it's it's an intelligence. It's chosen to stay for whatever reason it happened to be, and if it's chosen to stay, just supposing it's like in a prison or something like that, and it, it's actually in, the, it's staying in the jail because it fears divine retribution, oh, hellfire and damnation and judgment day and, and purgatory and all of that, and it daren't move on, then the last thing that's going to make it move on is some guy with a dog collar coming along with a cross saying, be gone evil demon. It'll just stick two fingers up and say, I'm staying where I am in the condemned cell, thank you very much. Really? Well, that's my view. It is. And I am, I'm entitled to it, however silly it may be. That's yes, right, you're entitled to it. But do, you don't agree with them? Absolutely not. Oh dear, oh, well we go. I think it's what we call hogwash in this country. Really? I've heard of that. Yeah. No, I, th I think, uh, I, I think there's a possibility. That, and I, um, I think that if you can get me a ghost, yes. and you think that it can't be moved on, you know, I bet you my first point... Bottom time, dollar. <laughs> <laughs> the first point to the worthen. That I can uh, definitely uh, move him it. on a tappy little way. Or really? Little way. Well, now, well, I'd like to, I'd very much like to see it. I really would. But I don't think that you can always, always move them on. And again, if it's, if it's something that doesn't believe... In in wait, in wait, religion. Wait, 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 when you say move them on, it's like yeah. wh where are they going? Well, they, well, wherever they should go, another dimension, no, another. No, 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 you're not getting it. That's not necessarily true. Just because you have a place that's haunted doesn't mean that you kick the ghost out and go into another dimension. It you could just go to another place. It doesn't necessarily have to move on to another dimension, another level, or anything else. You're just getting it the hell out of where you where you are. Yeah, but if it's in the house. You know, yeah. it, it should, and it's appearing and it's doing things that are yeah. bothering people, right. like scaring the kids or well, whatever it happens you, to be. You kick its bloody asshole. <laughs> well, yeah, but if, if, it, if it, I tell you what, if it doesn't want to go, I don't think it will, and I don't think that bully boy tactics on the part of the church help in any way. Oh. But I th we'll see about that. We will see, but I tell you what, if some, if some jerk came along and, and, and pointed a, a, a crucifix at me and told me to be gone because I was an evil demon when I'm not, I'd dig my heels in and I'd stay. <laughs> did, you, did you call me a jerk, Richard? No, I didn't call you a jerk. I did a, di a jerk with a, with a dog collar on. You're not a priest, are you? Richard, Richard, Richard. <laughs> Do you know what I wear on, on all my hunts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A dog collar. Oh, you are... I wear a... You 
are in so much for an awakening when you come over here. I can't wait. I, can't. I wear a crucifix, you know. Oh, really? Now, why would you do that? For them. Not for me. Because some of them believed in it. That's why. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have a, an 8th century crucifix that was actually ripped off my neck when I was on, a, um, on an investigation on a most haunted life. Now then. Now, that's really blown the wind out of your sails, hasn't it? No, it hasn't. Not at all. Yeah, yeah, I wear a crucifix all the time why because of it, my fear. Yeah, why does it blow the winds on him, Estelle? What, what's the good? You might as well put a, uh, you know, a dog collar on. If you, if you don't believe in it, what good is it? It's not gonna yeah, but, uh, you see, yeah, but you see, they believed in it, Ron. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Isn't that what you just told me? Yeah, but not all of them. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not all of them. Not all of them. That's the whole point. You, that's what I'm trying to get through to people. That you know, if, if you're an agnostic or you're you're of a different, re I mean, there's no point whatsoever in, in sort of trying to, as I said, bell book and candle and holy water to a Hindu. Because <laughs> he wouldn't understand what you're talking about. I, I don't. Yeah, but it's that. Yeah. Well. But do they have Hindu ghosts? We shall yes. see. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> We've got some some heated conversations, sir. Over a few points. Definitely. Hmm. <laughs> Who's buying, though? That's what I want to know. I'm more than pleased to buy. Don't worry about that. <laughs> no more than pleased. When in Rome, do as the Romans do. There but go. uh, <laughs> I hope you have good beer over there. Uh, define good beer. You know, we have American beer. We have German beer. We have... Uh, no, I'm, I have real beer that has to be room temperature. No, nah, we don't have that stuff. Brown stuff. No, nah, we don't have any of that. Oh, come on. Well, it's all right. It's summer. I'll, I'll drink lager. <laughs> so I don't have a problem with we that. We have Sam Adams. Oh, Sam Adams is all right. I've drunk that before. There you go. Oh, yeah. I don't have a problem with Sam Adams. Oh, good. That's all right. <laughs> so, anyway, round one. <laughs> Absolutely. So, anyways, we'll be talking more about this on uh, future shows, I believe, and also I think come so. over here. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting because we will be broadcasting live at a lot of these locations we're going at. So that's oh, that's really good. Yes. Uh, so we'll, Didn't know that. We'll be digging up some stuff. I mean, we're still doing a show while you're over here. You think? Yeah, of course I am. Day of course off I am. or something or a vacation? I don't think that's happening. I uh, know, not not the number of locations that we're going to, uh, and Gettysburg and Salem and everything else. Yes, I don't think I don't think it's going to be a holiday. But you see, I, I don't go to work. I only have fun. That's true. I, this, this to me is is not work. It, it's pure, pure fun. I don't have Monday mornings. I don't have nine to five. Um, I just enjoy what I do so much. Um, and again, I, I am looking forward so much to coming over and crossing swords with you. Yeah, we sure. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you are coming over here, and uh, yeah. if anybody wants to sign up for any of the events, they are uh, on our website, which is anyghostproject.com. Any, like New England, ghostproject.com. And so I believe you have a website up now as well. I have indeed, yeah. It's called felixfans.co.uk. Um, all the, uh, all the what's, again, the events uh, in America are on there and lots of other information, what I'm doing, where I'm going. Um, and, of course, if anybody wants to buy any DVDs, um, then um, felixfilms.net. Uh, and you can now download them, of course, um, which is a lot cheaper and, and well, far better, on loadsofdownloads.com. And that's got that, that little plug in, hasn't it? Yes. And I believe I'm on your show tomorrow night. 
That's right. Now, maybe we'll continue this uh, discussion tomorrow night because we have another uh, wildcat. We have Maureen, who is a uh, transmedium and uh, psychic, so we throw that in the mix. Oh, uh, this could be good. <laughs> Absolutely right. Yes. But I think we definitely should carry this on, and if we can perhaps get those people that have their so own theories there that you were talking about, I'd love it. Even interesting, too. I'd love it, because as I say, nobody knows, I'm not an expert, I've just got my own ideas, but the more discussion and debate that comes out of it,